I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright, and I am here with the super millennial, David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. How you doing, Big Dave? I'm doing good. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing great, buddy. This week, <laughs> I know you want to talk about it. This week, our topic is letting go. In today's meeting of the minds, we are discussing opportunities. Now, before we get started, there was a lot of questions on the yesterday, and I know you have some questions on yesterday's episode on the stress response. Now, that episode's going to tie in with this episode. If you can understand these two episodes, you can master stress. To master stress, you have to have awareness of what stress is and how the human being functions within stress. Today, we'll tie in with yesterday's episode. So what, what are the questions that you have? So the one question that I had, and um, I was actually talking to Vanessa about this, and she brought up a great point, was we were talking about how the body... You know, you need to have both of them kind of working together in order to make some type of progress. You can't do one without the other. Now, let's say we take somebody who is not very mobile or, you know, has a disability to something. Does their personal development should match the level of where their physical activity can go? Or can they become more advanced on their personal development as long as they're taking strides towards their physical? Because I know there's people coming out of injuries or people who are, you know, finally making a change who hasn't done it in forever, should they kind of throttle the personal development to match their physical development or does, can they be independent? Great question. So the body supports the mind. And so we look at somebody like Stephen Hawking, whose body, mm -hmm. he's the, one of the greatest geniuses ever to be on the planet and his example. body didn't function, right? Yet his body was pretty balanced. He really took care of his body. He actually had a very good sex life. People don't realize that he did. <laughs> he was able to function and everything else. And he was actually, I remember Eckhart Tolle saying that he was he was enlightened or, or really advanced because Tolle would say, I can look at, I saw him and our eyes met and it was something special. So yes, if your body, when my, when I had my back, when I was in a hospital, I just focused I couldn't do anything with my body, but I could focus on calming it. The what connects the body to the mind is the breath. Okay. So if if I'm having this disability and I'm eating a bunch of uh, you know Twinkies all day long, yeah, I'm not going to be well. But if I'm working and keeping my body pretty healthy, and I focus on what I can do with the body, and all I could do when I was in the hospital bed was breathe. I couldn't do anything. So. The breath is what connects the body. So there's always something that can, that the body supports the mind. If the mind is in chaos, the body can be calmed. How do you do it? It's through breath. It's through the awareness of breath. I hope, okay. did that yeah. answer it? Does that yeah, answer it? perfect. Because I, I tried to give her an answer yesterday based off how I understood it. And because we brought up the, my 600 pound life, you know, sure. to get back to a, a normal functioning state, it's going to take some time. So sure. the two things that I thought, you know, don't try to do anything personal or spiritual development too advanced where your body can't keep up. 
You know, there's certain things where your body needs to be in prime, you know, shape. Like we talk about, like the Kriya and all that stuff. You know, if somebody yeah, tries not, to do that and they're 600 pound yeah. life, it's not happening. They're not going to be able to do it. That's that's it's, the thing that people don't understand. Like even like meditation, a lot of people can't do meditation, but a lot of mm-hmm. people could do journaling. Yeah. A lot of people can do breath work. A lot anybody could do affirmations, right? You have to you have to be create the awareness. And you're going to understand more after today's episode, because yeah. now we're going to get into the brain and the stress response. Mm-hmm. And so, and the reason I'm do, talking about opportunities, you know, if you think about opportunity, David, opportunity is a set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. That's an opportunity. How many times has a great opportunity expressed itself, yet we hesitated or we became skeptical. And instead of seizing the opportunity, we actually avoided it and justified our behavior in some story of doubt and worry. Do you have, you, you think about that? How many oh, times does that happen in your life? Right? Yeah. A lot. And especially it used to happen more frequent in the beginning too. So now when you, opportunity. and so when you look at this, we avoid the opportunity and we justify the behavior and we do that through stories of doubt and worry. And all these energies from hesitation to avoidance to worry to doubt are fear energies that drives the behavior to run away from the opportunity. Now, down the road, what will happen is from running away from that opportunity, you will feel regret, negative, defeated. And as you realize how you let the opportunity get away, this drops you into the guilt energies. And you feel bad. What could have? What should have? And so why do we do this? Why do we sabotage opportunities? Why do we fail to act when we know that taking action will change our life? And the answer is the human being is hardwired for behavior. And this behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. An opportunity is a set of circumstances that allows you to do something new. And that something new is not part of the identity you carry in mind. Now, and this is very important, the human being operates and functions in a manner to support that identity and program programs that you are carrying in mind. And the human being is hardwired for behavior dictated by that identity. You understand that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we discussed yesterday the stress response as it is related to the body. Now, let us discuss the stress response and how it relates to the brain and mind, and you will begin to understand why we fail to seize opportunities. So the stress response is triggered by the belief systems and the programming held in mind. Remember, these belief systems is what creates your identity. It's the ego. The identity sets the perception of how you view and define the world as good or bad. If anything does not match this expectation of how things should be or are supposed to be, the stress response triggers as we discussed yesterday. Now, this trigger sets the human construct in less than a half a second. One, the alarm system activates the red zone, sympathetic nervous system, 
to the stress loop, which we talked yesterday on the HPA axis is connected. Three, the mind identity from the programs is taken over by the ego. Four, the, the body identity supports the mind. Like we said yesterday, the body gets in chaos because the mind's in chaos. And your number five, the identity basis set in event, judgment, reaction. Now, to judge something is to decide against it. As in the opportunity that has presented itself. So you understand this opportunity presents itself, but it's something that does not exist in your world. And right away, it's going to activate fear. So we looked at that body yesterday and how it reacted, right? With cortisol, signaling sugar, signaling insulin. But now let's take a look how the brain activates when the stress response triggers. As the alarm system, sympathetic nervous system activates, the brain goes into survival mode, which is reaction. The stress response activates the limbic system of the brain. The limbic system is the part of the brain that drives our emotional and behavioral response to defend and attack in fight or flight. This drives behavior from the red zone energies, and it operates through the programs held in mind with behavior in event, judgment, and reaction. Now, when the limbic system of the brain is activated, behavior is driven from the past. The past are habits, programs, trauma experiences, and this drives behavior through those belief systems one holds. Again, the human being is hardwired for behavior, and this limbic system drives this behavior. Now, here's the challenge for you to assume conscious mind control, because that's the only way you shut this off. For you to respond to the conflict opposed to reacting to it, you have to move the human construct out of the red zone into the green zone. The brain must move out of the limbic system into the cerebral cortex. This is your behavioral control and processing center. It's the cortex. In the cortex, we move in event, awareness, and response. So for us to take advantage of opportunities, we must be conscious in the cortex, or we will fall into automatic behavior of the limbic system. Do you understand, David? Yeah. Is that making sense so far? Yeah, I think especially when you when people look at, oh, I never get these opportunities. Oh, it's because you don't have that awareness and you're not in that system and they just pass you by. And those it's, are actually It's the gorilla. Yep. It's the gorilla. Yes, exactly. When you are in the limbic system, you are in perceptional blindness and deaf effect. You are stuck in your story is driving your behavior. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that, how your past stories are writing your current book and how to rewrite that book tomorrow. But when we talk about the limbic system, trauma is part of that limbic system. Trauma is an area I have focused on for several decades. 
The simple reason my focus has been in trauma is due to suffering trauma myself. Trauma is held deep in the limbic system. These are the programs that may be hidden deep in the shadows. This is where post-traumatic stress syndrome is held. So my stepfather had a ritual before he would beat me with his belt. He would remove his belt and then create a loud snap noise with it, like snapping it together. He would do this three or four times just to let me know the beat down was coming. Now, it would be many years later when the pre-beating ritual would actually rise up again in my life. I was an adult, and something in my environment created a sound that sounded like that snap, and I hit the ground. I caught myself. It was very embarrassing. And I was there with my ex-wife and a friend of mine, Shem. And before I knew it, I was on the floor in a fetal position. Now, as I caught myself, and like I said, I was very embarrassed. I made a joke out of it. But I was now activated. See, you can push programs down for only so long. Eventually, they're going to come back up. And I had two choices. I could deal with it or I could try to push it back down in the shadows. And I decided to deal with it. This is when I would confront my mother about everything. My daughter was about four years old then. And I will share this tomorrow. For now, I want you to understand what happened and how the stress response works, and how it is driving your behavior in fear. So that's the first thing, David, I want people to understand, because if you can understand stress, and you can then learn how you have that awareness, and you can start the practices to master stress, you can literally change your life tomorrow. It's, it's that, it, but if you don't understand stress, you will not really understand why you do what you do. You understand? Yeah, for sure. I understand you 100%. Have, do you have any comments? Well, I think that's something that a lot of people, um, you know, I, I've been looking at a lot of people who, who cling on to like cigarettes and alcohol and stuff like that. And usually before they go for a bottle or take out a cigarette, something triggered that before the same way. So it's not always like the physical thing of like, you know, being hit or trauma as that, but there's always that anchor. And then it, comes and then it comes. So and I'm going to explain it, why that happened. And I'll explain why that happens because somewhere cigarettes and alcohol became their stress management. Yeah. Food becomes a stress management. Sex mm -hmm. becomes a stress. It's just so you get the uncomfortable program energy, you get it out. So yeah. let's talk about this. The stress response works. How does it work? And how does it drive our behavior in fear? Well, first, the activation of the stress response. The stress response is activated in two ways. One, inner reflection. This is when you have stories that are coming from within. You're creating stories. Your ego is creating stories and you're stuck in a problem and you just can't get out. That's inner reflection. That's one way the stress response activates. The second way are the five senses. This is input received from the outside world and your environment. Something comes into your environment, does not match your expectation, and it activates the programming. You're with me, 
right? Yeah, so far. So once it activates, here's how it all happens. The information begins the process which starts at the brain stem. Now, your brain stem controls temperature, respiration, cardiac, and it's connected to the spinal cord. It goes from the brain stem, then the information goes through what's called the the diencephalon. The diencephalon is a small part of the brain where the hypothalamus operates and activates the autonomic nervous system. Remember, the autonomic nervous system is your sympathetic nervous system, red zone, or it's activated in a parasympathetic nervous system, green zone. Now, the diencephalon is also called the tween brain. It controls arousal, sleep, appetite, and movements. So now the information that was activated then travels to the limbic system. See, it goes through the stem, and then it goes through the diencephalon, and then it gets to the limbic system. Very important, people. This is the part of the brain connected to the cage mind. It's where the subconscious mind, it's where the ego takes up residence. So this activation is gone there and it's going there first. That's why I tell people you can't stop stress. And this part of the brain, are you ready? Is responsible for reward, memory, bonding, emotions. This is the part of the brain that drives behavior through programs and habits to defend and attack. And this is the challenge we all face today. The human being is hardwired for behavior. This behavior is dictated by the limbic brain. The information brought in through the brainstem goes through the brain hierarchy. You can't skip the hierarchy. And when this happens, the final destination, if it can get there, is the frontal cortex. The frontal cortex is the part of the brain that connects to the heart, the creation mind. The cortex is responsible for creativity, rational thinking, language, values, time, and faith. Here is where we execute conflict resolution. Here is where we seize opportunities. And here is where we let go of programs that don't serve us. So our body supports the mind. Or we can say our body supports the brain. The human being is designed for survival. And this is important, Dave. Stress is not negative. We cannot stop stress. Understand, opportunity is stress. Stress is simply a demand on one or more of our body's many physiological systems. These systems are protected by the comfort zone, hunger, thirst, cold, even working out. This is why we automatically seek comfort. Yet, Stress is activated when we get opportunities, a promotion at work, a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, a new relationship, or if you win the lottery. Are you understanding how and why the human being we see today is in so much chaos and disarray? 
Yeah, for sure. And I, that's one thing I learned real quick is, uh, you know, all these good opportunities that we had come across the table. And I used to get stressed every time something new you threw at me. And it's yeah, a good thing. It's never you never gave me an opportunity that was bad. And my ego and everything used to tell a hundred different stories on it. And my body used to, I used to feel sick and when I, I got that, great opportunities. <laughs> and I think that people have to pause today. Yesterday's episode and today's episode, pause and be kind to yourself. You're a human being that is designed to operate and function 200,000 years ago. This, this operation and function hasn't changed. What's changed is our environment. You have to allow stress is part of the growth process of change. It's stress is part of becoming successful in becoming healthy. It's part of us evolving spiritually. This is why we must master stress, which is building the habit, the skill of conflict resolution. This is the key element in learning building new skills and attaining peace because our week, this week our topic is letting go. The let go technique is designed to move you out of the limbic brain into the cortex and realize this is not hard. If you practice slow down, if you practice this one technique, that means you stop and just say to yourself and repeat, slow down three times. You will know the feeling of the brain switching its gears. You will feel this in the body immediately. The ego survives in the process of keeping the limbic brain activated. Because when the limbic, limbic brain is activated, this prevents the frontal cortex from being connected. When we cannot connect that part of the brain, we cannot respond to what is happening. The ego does this by using speed of chaos. That's how the ego keeps us trapped in the limbic brain. It uses the speed of chaos the energy of overwhelm. So how can one possibly take advantage of an opportunity when there's no time, when you are too busy, or when you are just so stressed out? When one is stuck in the limbic brain, everything appears extreme. A problem is exploding. It's prolonged chaos and you feel overwhelmed and out of control. But what's really happening is you're stuck in part of the brain that's driving the body stress response that we talked about yesterday. Yet, if you practice the steps of stress mastery, if you simply slow down, life becomes doable. Time works for us because we are focused. We create resilience of behavior. We let go of the past. We become flexible. We are willing to change. And all of this is the natural behavior driven from 
the frontal cortex. So it's our brain sets our state because our brain is an activation through our mind and the body supports the mind, which sets the feelings and emotions that you have. You cannot stop stress, people. It goes like this. It starts with terror at the brainstem. This is an opportunity, by the way, David. Terror at the brainstem moves to fear, which is at the diencephalon and the brainstem, which moves into alarm, which is the limbic part of the brain and a diencephalon, which moves to alert, which is the cortex limbic. What's alert? The courage energy, which moves to calm, which is the cortex. That's when you let go and get into acceptance. So understanding the stress response and the function and operation of the human being, that means understanding the stages of development, programs, how the human construct works, understanding the three minds, practicing the seven steps of stress mastery, this will open your world to new opportunities. More important, it will open the world to your ability to seize these opportunities. When you're stuck in the limbic system, you cannot see, seize, or be in new opportunities. You have a comment on that at all. Yeah, I, I think that was the big thing that I, every time the opportunities, I, I think it's perfect because all the opportunities you've given me, you know, especially when we first started, were all, I, they felt negative in my body. Every time they've always felt negative, they were always great. They were either better money, something that we did was expanding. And for me, I was, I can't do it. I'm too busy. These are all no longer opportunities. They were very negative to me even though the opportunities were almost passing me by, but you didn't allow them. That was the good thing about it. But in situations where if it was just me, you know, everything's getting so busy. You know, I can't do this. All these things are just, why don't I get the opportunities? When's my break? I would have missed it absolutely completely. But also at the time, my body wasn't where it should have been. You know, my, my personal development was just starting. So this is definitely, I could see that for sure. But do you understand – now, let's say you're back then. Would this understanding help you? Well, that's that's what I, exactly what I'm saying because for me, they I, I didn't see anything as an opportunity and you did. For me, if I would have understood that this is an opportunity because my body, my mind, and the way that it interacts on the inside, it would have been completely different. I would have known to slow down and see it as an opportunity instead of just dismissing it because I was reacting instead of taking my time to respond to it. So yesterday I gave some simple steps that they could start working on the stress response in the body. Well, let me give you a blueprint today to open yourself to a new world of opportunities. This is a simple things that you could start doing today. The action steps I'm giving you are to work with the function and operation of the human being. So number one, Develop a clear vision of what you want. In the lesson, the higher goal setting in the community, there's a section in that, in that lesson on want. It's an exercise to open your mind and heart to move you from the limbic to the cortex. It answers the question, what do I want? Knowing what you want activates the brain reticular activating system. This is a switch 
that turns on your perception of ideas. Changing your perception is the bridge to new reality. It's how you see. You've got to get clear what you want. That's number one. Number two, now you take that want and set into set it into a goal. You have to move into desire. This builds on the want with action steps. You must begin moving toward the desire. And this opens you to a new vibration. And this vibration ripples into the universe and sets your course to manifest. We build our reality through our vibration. This is your desire. And this is now, see how it moves your state. It's starting to move your state. Then, number three, you put that desire into intention. You build on your vision. You get a clear feeling and picture of the desire, the goal accomplished. And you want it exactly how you want it. And all you need is a clear picture and a feeling of the end of the goal. Feel the rewards. You see, you start activating your system. Feel the gratitude that's felt in the heart, which is going to activate the cortex where you can where you can execute will. You can execute behavior, right? Feel gratitude. Feel the energy. And do this every night before you go to bed. And all you're picturing is the end result. You're getting a reward or you're, you're executing something that for you to execute that, the whole goal would have been done. You don't have to worry about how to get it done. You have to feel it done. And then go to bed and sleep. And when you awake, recreate it. And I tell you, you create it, recreate it in your, in your Green Focus Power Hour. Create yourself a vision board. And most important, you've got to feel it. So the third thing is put the desire into intention. And then number four, take consistent action. The one way to do this is to start a streak. So I'll, as you know, David, I streak everything. <laughs> yep. right? I streak everything. And the reason I is, there's, there's science behind it because it does create a dopamine release in the brain, which is like taking drugs. But a streak, I close each day with the actions on your get-to-do list. I like that. That's what, instead of a to-do list, a get-to-do list. And the actions are the payoff actions, right? These means these are moving you towards your intention. So each day you have that one payoff action that you must do no matter what. And if you do it, you cross it off as you put day one and then day two. And then day three, I'll use my calendar for certain things. I cross it off. You'll see me cross it off. And I have like for this bodybuilding show, I've done, I've split into three phases and I have a streak going. That mean that streak means workout, diet. It's logged in. I've done everything I'm supposed to do because why did I have to create a streak when I already have a habit of diet? Because it's a different diet. It's a different training. <laughs> Anything that changes, you got to start a new streak. So if you're not doing a Green Focus Power right now, create a streak with a goal of getting through 30 days. So you cannot set an intention without creating an action. You have to get the cortex to activate. So like you can't have an intention to write a book and not write. 
you must be consistent. So if you said you're going to write a book, what's your goal? What's your action? What's the intention? Well, I'm going to write every day. Well, don't put, don't make it so you fail. Don't say, I'm going to write two hours every day. Say, I'm going to write every day. So it's a busy day. And maybe you're not inspired. Write for five minutes. Then cross it off. You did it. And this will build momentum. So at the end of each day, you mark it done with a number or you mark it on a calendar. And in the apps, like Lose It app, um, the Muse app, these apps create streaks for you. I know Coach Lee must have a streak of a thousand days on his meditation and he gets upset if that muse breaks down because he wants to keep the streak going. And I get it. I understand. Because this allows you to build momentum and you must be aware of the testing periods. If you keep a streak, those testing periods of 30 days, 12 weeks, six months, and one year, your streak, if you want to create a new habit, has to be one year. But you got to start with 30 days. And then you got to start with 12 weeks. And then you got to start with another 12 weeks. And then it's six months. So opportunities are plentiful as long as we are in event awareness and response. Because if we're not, if we're in the limbic system of the brain, we cannot see the gorilla walking across the room. And so Dr. Simon's exercise, that his experiment where they're passing the ball and the gorilla's walking through and nobody can see the gorilla, it's because people are focused on the wrong thing. And yeah. so you don't see your environment. And so that opportunities are plentiful as long as we can be in the cortex and event awareness and response. David, your thoughts? Yeah, I think you, you actually brought up a, a really good um, point that kind of goes back to my question in the beginning about uh, a lot of people, when they start something new, they go way too extreme, way too fast. And I think that's a big issue, especially like for the example I was giving in the beginning for my question is, do you throttle yourself, you know, to make sure that you can make progress? And I think that was a perfect way. You kind of, here's 30 days. Instead of saying every single yep. day, you have to do it for four hours, 10 minutes a day. If you get more, yes. perfectly fine. If you do 10, perfectly fine. So that's one for the, the beginning part. I think that's a great, that was the, that's how I was trying to say it. And you just put it in words. Because one. if you get in a cortex, right, the cortex part of the brain is where you can reason. It's where mm -hmm. you can have conflict resolution. But it's also spiritually where you're going to connect to the higher energies. You're going to connect to inspiration and ideas. And that's where it comes from. When you're mm -hmm. stuck in a limbic part of the brain, this is why the steps of stress mastery are so important. You, If your body is a mess, the brain's going to be stuck in the red zone. You have to understand what we're trying to teach in these two episodes. And tomorrow, I'll get into the spiritual side of it. So I talked on the body. Today, I talk on the brain and the mind. Tomorrow, I'll talk on the spirit. Anything else? Yeah, that, that was good. And everything I'm getting from it is do within your capabilities and work that's, your way up. That's how you grow. That's expansion. Yep. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. You could join us on this mission by simply like share, and subscribe. These links are right below the show notes. And as always, until next time, stay inspired.